Check, check. Check, check. Jesus. Check. Check, please. Welcome to the One More Rep Podcast, where we take it beyond the barbell. I'm your host, Mo Dingo, and with me is Willem Debro. What's up? What? <laughs> Willem Debro. I don't get it. Elias from uh, Platoon? Oh, <laughs> come on, man. That, that hurt. Sorry. <laughs> Dang. Okay, we'll do that again. Willem Defoe. Yes, Willem Defoe. Gosh, I Willem was like, Debro. It, the, yeah, the Debro threw me off. I'm like, is he a painter? <laughs> <laughs> like what the heck? Like, man, it's hard to get one over my head, but you just got me. It was like it was, like and I love prayer because I'm running on fumes. But that too, uh, he was what the the joke or the Riddler or no the Green Goblin in one of the Spider-Man yeah, movies. Yeah, no, platoon. He was the guy who um, barn shot. Yeah, yeah, barns. Yeah, <laughs> as they're taken off in the helicopter, he's yeah. running across the field, getting destroyed. Yeah, that was a. That was a like really powerful scene in that movie. Absolutely. If yeah. you haven't seen that movie, Platoon, yeah, classic uh, Vietnam film from the I believe the nineties. Yeah, yeah. You, I don't know. Is it fact check? Yeah. What the hell? Platoon. Get your phone out of your pocket. Yeah, it was nine. It was either nineties or late eighties. I thought it was late eighties. Okay, but I could be wrong. Probably. We need to get another camera so we can catch this. Nineteen eighty-six. Who was the Who was the director? Oh uh, gosh, darn it. Don't, don't, don't say it. Okay. I think I know who it is, but I'm not 100% sure. Let me just stay with the start of the letter. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm way off then. Uh, uh, Oliver Stone. Yeah. Boom. Okay. I knew it. Okay. Good job. I was going to say Scorsese. Ah. Kind of like along yeah. the same lines. How would you know guys. that? Like, you remember the directors of movies? Well, those guys, they have Always signatures. Done. Yeah. yeah they, like, they do things a certain way, the way they film first stuff. First off, don't doubt me. I'm willing to bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one. Yeah. Definitely caught me off guard. I've been trying to suck down this cold brew that I got from our house for. And, um, Who hasn't sponsored us yet? We're waiting patiently. Mm-mm. It will never happen. But, no, that's a good one. I like, I like Willem Dafoe. So... Uh, we do want to give everyone out there who's watching and listening a huge shout out for that roll call response. It was pretty cool to see where all you guys um, are at all over the world and uh, tagging your boxes in there too. So hopefully you have uh, got a couple of your workout buddies to join the one more rep fam. And if you haven't shame on you, shame, 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 shame. For shame. <laughs> Um, speaking of shame, before we go any further, we have a voicemail from one of our listeners. Uh, and actually he was here for the live episode, uh, Brandon, and he's got a question for us. Bro, Mo, you need to address members that are coaching other members that shouldn't be coaching other members in technical movements like snatch and clean and jerk. Because it drives me up the wall seeing these members doing this shit when you they have no business doing this and they could be screwing up how a member moves, their form, and everything else. What's your thoughts? 
non-coaches coaching. Yeah. Like, is it like, hey, man, get your head through? Or is it like they're over there hands-on, like, work on yeah. their posture and, like, keep the weight hands-on? Yeah, hands hands on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm against that. Like, there, I think there's a fine line of saying, like, hey, you know, try to get your head through a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Hey, when I, when I used to struggle with this, I did this or mm-hmm. whatever. Then, like, completely saying the opposite of tr- what they should be saying to There's try to that fix. Yeah. And that's, the, that's where I've, sometimes I've had to even say, hey, look, I got this. Mm-hmm. Go, ahead, you go, work go, out. go finish your set. I got this because it's completely the opposite of exactly what I would say. They're seeing something that's not even, not even true. Mm-hmm. So I think, and I, I, I'm assuming he's meaning like those fine points you're talking about coaching, mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, get through the middle, you know, full extension, blah, blah, you know, in the middle of trying to do a strength versus like a huge safety issue, you know, like, Hey dude, uh, don't do that because you almost hit Sally with the barbell. You know, I, I don't consider that coaching. I consider that safety, but even for me, even if I'm working out, I won't tell someone else what to do unless it's like going to be unsafe or dangerous. And I usually try and flag down the coach and like kind of point to him like, Hey, you know, check out, this person over here because let you know I, i've always been one of those people just let the coach coach you know if i'm an athlete in that 60 second or 60 minute interval or that time frame i'm not gonna tell somebody else what to do no it, <laughs> let's take it this way too 99.9 percent of the time it's not out of disrespect that mm-hmm. they're doing it okay so but there are some people that will like they think they know it all and mm-hmm. like they know more than the coach, and like I'm like, hey, bro, your snatch blows donkey nuts, <laughs> and like you have no right to whatever you're telling them. Why don't you try it yourself? Yeah, no, that's what I would say. I, this never happened, but uh, the, you do get those people who do think they know more than the coach. And uh, my biggest issue is when they do try to say things that are completely opposite of what they actually should be telling them. Do you have an like if someone's a a a trainer in your in your group like are you okay with that no but what, well and, and maybe i think what he, he might be i'm just making assumptions here is he talking about people that aren't even coach trainers yeah, that's that what are i'm just guessing trying, okay is. yeah uh, even uh, it's it's whoever if um if i'm training the class or another trainer's t- training class uh we always direct any questions like to who actually is training the class even though they're a trainer and can't answer i'm like mm-hmm. hey Look, uh, we don't. I don't want to step on the trainer's toes. Just go ask them. You know, see what they say. Mm-hmm. I know the answer, but I'm not going to train with inside the class. Like, not because I don't want to. It's just out of respect. Mm-hmm. And we've always talked about that. Like, you know, don't don't step on another trainer's toe. Now, if they say, "Hey, can you help them out with this?" And then that's what's one yeah. one. That's totally different because you could have a couple things going on. Like, hey. And you kind of help him out with this. He just, you know, just started. Or another thing we actually like to do is if we get someone new, mm-hmm. um, either, especially on Saturdays, we try to get them on one of the trainer's teams okay. um, just so they can be there watching. They have them. eyes on them. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, sometimes you get 20, 25, 30, 35 people on a Saturday, and you don't want to – not that you can't watch all of them, but it's pretty chaotic, and that way you at least know they have some sort of buffer of, of a trainer watching them. And then – 
I don't know if you guys do it here, but a lot of times it's like, hey, bring a friend type deal. Mm-hmm. So like if this person, like you've never even seen them before and you're just like, yeah, I need you to go. You're going to be on, you're going to be on Brody's team today. Well, yeah. And that's actually <laughs> what I do is we'll go up to whoever, if we have a trainer that is working out, be like, hey, we won't go ahead and work with so-and-so that it's first time CrossFitting to really help us out. But then that way they can, they can give them some guidance that we may be missing through 35 people yeah. that are moving everywhere. But yeah, I think if you, if they're doing it maliciously, absolutely do not do it. They're telling things that are completely wrong. Uh, as a trainer, you need to put a stop to that. Mm-hmm. The biggest, the biggest things I have problems with, and it's not a problem, but where I see this happening more is when you get a son or daughter of a member and they're in the same class, they'll go ask their parents oh, okay. what they should do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, that's your mom at home. Mm-hmm. I'm your daddy. <laughs> For the next 59 minutes. I'm your daddy minutes, here. Yeah. And, you, see, uh, you see this name weird. tag? Yeah. <laughs> weird. See, it's only weird because you said it's weird. Everybody else knew what I was talking about. It's just the point of like, you know, I'm in charge. You know, that's your parent. Mm-hmm. They're not your coach. There's a, There's difference, a difference of being yeah. your coach than being your mom and dad. Um, plus, they're probably going to tell you come talk to me anyway, so because mm-hmm. they know I'm going to say something. <laughs> like, don't even come up here. <laughs> you ain't tricking me. I ain't getting in trouble. <laughs> like, go back over there. You go as bro. All right. Hopefully that answers your question. If not, just shoot us a DM and we will further clarify that for you. Or maybe you guys out there listening in your facilities, like, do you guys have a protocol? What would you do? You know, what's a reasonable expectation to how to handle that situation? But more importantly, like. How do you address that person too? What's a reasonable way to go about communicating to that person? Like what you do, don't do that. You know, let the coach coach. Yeah. Cause you could actually take that a little overboard. Like this is my floor, bro. Back up. <laughs> this is my wall floor. Yeah. Does, is coach on your back? No, <laughs> go sit over there. Don't do that. Like, yeah. or you, you can be like, Hey man, appreciate you helping out. Yeah, but I, but, got but I got this. Like, that's what I usually say is like, I got this. I think I know one or two things about this lift, maybe two, (laughs) definitely one. (laughs) So I think I can handle this. Awesome. All right. For today's topic, this comes in from a message that we received from a Brittany Susanna. And it says, hey, so I think there's a couple of pieces to balance. One is the balance between work, working out, and life. Some athletes have trouble between finding a healthy balance between all three. How does CrossFit help? with finding and keeping that balance. Then the other piece is that inner balance and harmony that you can get from working out and achieving fitness goals. So today's episode, as you might be able to tell, we're going to talk about finding balance. And I will go (laughs) off the rip right here and say, I'm probably not the best dude to talk about balance. (laughs) I'm definitely, I mean, I guess I balance pretty well, but at the, cost of on the on the fringe (laughs) i'm tiptoeing the ledge you're like at a you're like a 10.5 almost at 11 i am like i'm on the verge of yeah definitely tipping over the edge a lot of times with uh uh, i'm literally about to fall asleep but um but you're you and i our personalities are very similar and like we're we're like this like hey you want help i got you you know people come to you and you just you want to help people like you spread yourself thin and, but not in a... What'd you call me? <laughs> not in a malicious way, but like, no, because of who we are, what we are intrinsically, we, we, put, our, we put the tribe before ourselves. Yeah. yeah. It, it's hard. Well, okay. Some people say it's hard. 
it's hard for me to say no, but I like I'll say no all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, you want to go smoke some crack? Nope. 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 Don't want crack. <laughs> yep. I think that definitely say no, but it's it's more people you respect that you you don't say no to. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll get it. <laughs> I got you. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm thinking like, hold up. F my how, like, how am I going to make this happen? Like, that was stupid. Like, you're dumb. Like, why'd you do this? And then, like, you just do it. And and I think the difference in kind of us is that if we commit to it, we commit to it. It's not like 5%. It's people say, you, well, you can't always give 100%. Like, the hell I can't. Like, they're like, so well, something else will slip. I'm like, no, I can't. I don't. That's not how I operate. Like, mm-hmm. I will give 100%. Even when I'm at home playing Xbox at night, I'm giving 100%. I don't care if I've given 14 year Yes. <laughs> I don't care if I've been giving 100% all day, every day on five different things. But yeah, I think it's hard to say no, but. So I think, you know, kind of giving our respective situations. So Jenna, you know, you got multiple hats in the, in the, in the ring. So what, I mean, what do you have going on on a daily basis? I think just for me, it's like finding a routine of things and you have to figure out what is most important. So. But, but from a, like, your businesses and your life like you so you're an athlete yeah an athlete oh, a this, business owner hold on this is like that one question oh when <laughs> we I, asked her for her for um, plug no yeah oh we asked her to plug her business no yeah. well, we asked yeah, her uh that was it, it oh, where, can they, where can they find you on social yeah, media yeah we can find you on social media and you're like well um, i'm usually here at crossfit <laughs> excess <laughs> uh all day and then i go home wow and i rest so but like so what different you know Stovepipes do you have? I mean, you're an athlete. Yeah. You have, uh, you're a small business owner. Yeah. Social media director. Yeah. For the One More Rep podcast. Yeah. Totally the best. Um, no, I mean, yeah, those three things, but they do take up a lot of time and um, figuring out where you want to put your time. Mm-hmm. I think I don't have like, I mean, not to share that I'm a loser, but <laughs> I don't have like a huge social life, you know, but that's kind of my choice too, because... I've chosen to put my focus on the gym and my business. Mm. Those are my two priorities. So, How do other people feel about that? I mean, they don't like it. I mean, I'm cool. Who wouldn't want to hang out with me? But. (laughs) No, I'm saying like sometimes what I'm getting at is so. Yeah, they dog on me. She'll get like family members, especially like I get on her. Like if they think CrossFit's so much more important than your family or whatever. But I've heard it. I've heard it too. Like. It's not that it's more important. It's it's just a it is a priority, and then she places a certain amount of value mm-hmm. on that yeah. in her life. And then that's a fine line too. Is like, so you don't value me as your mom or dad or mm-hmm. brother or sister? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, this is just what's up. Either you're gonna support her or not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you can't invest a lot, and there's a lot of sacrifice that comes along with that. And you know, you have to be willing to sacrifice some things to get some things, other things. To achieve other goals. Absolutely. Like, I think there are times where I do feel like guilty though, just because I feel like I should be spending more time and like, I don't know, you only get one life. So it's like, am I spending too much time like in a certain spot and not on another or Mm. I don't know. Trying to balance it. Yeah. Trying. Yeah. But so I mean, bro, I mean, you got multiple, you know, chainsaws juggling in the air at any given time, just like me. So the thing, the things that I listed were business owner, trainer, programmer, not only for here, but you do the extra programming as well as remote programming and, and competition programming yeah. and then nutrition as well. Yeah. Podcast and professional gamer. <laughs> oh, that. and then, uh, I guess, uh, 
weapons enthusiast. I guess we could throw that in there too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. A couple things. I don't know. It, uh, I. I feel. I feel like crap. You know, because it's like it's things that I do daily or weekly or hourly. But then, like, there's a lot of things I also do that aren't in the list that you know what I mean mm-hmm. that are important to me. So it's kind of like. Well, you're your husband. You know, well, husband and, and son, spending like, you know? you know, spending time with my parents and, you know, I don't get to see them a lot and that they, I live close. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to make that more of a priority recently. And, you know, ever since my dad got that bourbon room, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> but no, you know, things like that, you know, I think that what Jenna was just saying kind of hits home a little bit where you say, well, maybe you spend too much time in one spot. And, and I look at that one spot is. You know, peop- your parents don't get younger; they get older, and things mm-hmm. like that. That's that's something I should really struggle with, in my opinion. Um, so that's why while trying to accomplish all your other goals that you have yeah, set up for yourself, that you know, time doesn't stop, the world doesn't stop. The you know, it's you know, it's you know, it's like when you die, the world doesn't stop. No, it keeps right. Going, it keeps yeah. going and just keeps revolving, and so it's kind of like that mentality of like, man, it's just it's never going to stop. But if I don't get this done, then you know, is it that big of a priority? It is, but also I feel like sometimes if I if I lose focus and don't give my hundred percent, I'll start slipping in that area, and I don't like that feeling. Like here, let's say uh, I want to work out through the day, but like right now I'm like I need to sweep this floor. I'm thinking that right now. I'm mm-hmm. doing this podcast, like, and I just swept it, but I'm like, well, it is freaking snowing out, mm-hmm. but things like that, like. Little things. Little things, yeah. whereas if I take an hour to myself a day, is it going to change anything? People are like, oh, you should just take an hour for yourself. I'm like, I don't get the hour back. Yeah, and, initi- you know yeah, I mean? yeah, and that's your initial reaction. It's like, yeah. well, I could be doing all these other things in that 60 minutes. Right. I don't get it back. So all I do is backlog it. Mm-hmm. So now, okay, I get an hour for myself. I didn't get it for myself because like, now I got to still do it. It's because like, during that time, you're thinking about what you're not doing. But not only that, but like I still have to accomplish it. Now I've lost an hour. Now everything is pushed back in my brain. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, I can do it later. But, you know, my later, now I was already going to be up till one thirty doing this. Now I'm going to be up till 2.30 or 3 doing it because mm-hmm. I've backlogged it. Mm-hmm. So that's my instant reaction to things like I hate when people say, oh, just take an hour for yourself. Like now there's a difference saying that and you know, your health and, and putting, making time for yourself is important, mm-hmm. but you have to be able to, do you have the time to schedule that? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and then if it came down to my health, I definitely would take away something. And for me, adjusting to being retired from the military, that's one of the hardest things I'm finding to do is because with the Air Force, like they pretty much had my whole day planned out. Mm-hmm. For me. Right. You know, I, I was always subject to someone else's time frame, whether it be meetings or I have projects due or whatever. So now that I have like time to control my own time, especially, you know, with my work situation, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm having challenges adjusting to that because like I have control and that's weird. <laughs> you know, for a quarter century, I never had control. Well, I, mean, I, could, I could wear this color boots and that color boots. That was about it, you know, but I've never had the opportunity to where I could, okay, well, I'm going to do this here and I'm going to sc- scoot this down here. And we had to talk about this the other day because like I'm having issues still. I mean, I've been out of the military almost six, seven months now. And, you know, I had a talk, a really solid talk with bro Wednesday when I thought we were recording. (laughs) (laughs) I was just in such a hurry to record that I I showed up and, you know, he, he just threw some knowledge at me. Just like, Hey dude, just schedule shit out. And and I'm, it's a new thing for me, but you know, as far as the chainsaws I'm juggling, you know, husband, father, 
I have a job, DJ, two podcasts, produce this one, do some, I do a lot of nonprofit work and I do some consulting work. So, you know, don't forget your uh, vacations <laughs> and your freaking <laughs> those are vision work. quests. Those are work. Related. Those are not work. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. No. I do have one vacation this year. Yeah. No. And <clears throat> I think something he just kind of says kind of cool is that, um, I, I told him like, you know, we have time. Mm-hmm. It's about like, like streamlining it and like make, make the, make better decisions on, um, you know, I was talking to him about, uh, Chris, who I work with in Virginia for a long time. He, you know, he wakes up at like four 30 and I think it's about four 30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then he works all day and he does like a construction job. He's a foreman. And, uh, and then he would drive home. So he works till like five mm-hmm. and he would drive home 30 minutes, shower, eat mm-hmm. and then get back to the gym about seven thirty, eight o'clock and then he'd be there until they close at 10 mm-hmm. and then drive home 20 30 minutes crossfit gym that closes at 10 it's a ymca oh okay yeah. and so doing that every day that and then you then what happens is let's say you spend a little bit more time at home you get to the gym now your warm-ups rush now you're rushed through the strength because you got to get this end this you always end, talk that about end. quality yeah yeah and now it's like not only that now he's kind of messed up mentally as far as I got to get it done. Got to get it done. This is what's, you know, athletes like Jenna too is like, if you say you got to get this done in a specific day, they, they want to get it done or they don't feel accomplished. And then if they're rushed, they feel like they don't get anything out of it and they don't get anything out of it. Like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And then that whole vicious circle. And it's yeah. not that, why am I doing crosses? It's like, I don't have time for this. I have no time to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, I was talking to him like, well, why do you drive home? Well, I, so I can shower and eat. I was like, well, can't you, can't you just go to the gym without showering and can you not have food prepared? And just cause he live he works for like five minutes from the gym. Mm-hmm. It's like, why wouldn't you just drive straight to the gym with your food? And then you can have your time for mobility. Well, class ends at whatever. Why do mobility while you're, you know, eat and do some mobility until class ends, but you're sitting there. Mm-hmm. Right. So now you can start at six or six 30 and mm-hmm. not seven 30 or eight. Mm-hmm. So he saves 90 minutes. When we started doing that, and he made that adjustment. Okay, now he's getting out of the gym at eight eight thirty. Now you're kind of happy because you're. When not he was going- in the middle of his workout previously, right? Yeah, yeah. And you think about that, like how how much that will hammer you to wake up, work, or sometimes you have to train class, train class, mm-hmm. go to work, work all day on a laborious job. Okay, out in the elements, mm-hmm. and then you know. You're rushing home, just a rush to the gym, rushing through the gym, mm-hmm. rushing through the wad. They didn't go as way you wanted it. They're closing. They're like, hey, you have like five minutes. You know you have a 15-minute workout left. What do you do now? I feel like I'm – and then you do it every single day. Mm-hmm. What's that going to do? It wears down on wears down. Grinds you. away. And yeah. I've talked to Jenna about this and other people about this is that if, if you can't get that like organized – you already have enough stresses and pressures on you as an athlete, like mm. of you know taking care of your body. There's a lot that goes into eating and nutrition and and you know maintenance of the body and time. Not not just working out, but sleep as well. Mm. If you can't get to where you can manage that, to where you don't feel pressure from that, it starts making you feel pressure at something you love, which is CrossFit. Mm. If you start feeling pressure in that, you're like now you get discouraged. Now your performance kind of drops well when your performance drops now all of a sudden you're like well i suck at crossfit 
well, do you suck at CrossFit? Or are you really getting the most out of all your training sessions? Are you able, are you missing things? Like, so you got to prioritize and try to reshuffle things and see if you can streamline it. He don't have to go home. He didn't have to go home. Cause that was just in his mind. That's what he had he, to do. Cause he'd always done that. I've, mm-hmm. I've been working with him. The for creature about of five, habit yeah, type he, deal. I'd only worked with him for about five months, but he's done that way before me. And I'm like, well, why do you have to? Well, I really don't have, have to. to. Well, shit. I was like, well, that saves you right there about 50 minutes. Cause mm-hmm. you got to drive 25 minutes home. 25 minutes. 25 minutes. And then how rare is it when we say, Oh, I got to run home and you do whatever it is you have to do and immediately get in the car and go, Never, execute that right? yeah yeah because yeah. the dog has to go out oh crap i forgot to put the dishes in the dishwasher start getting on your phone while you're eating now you're going now you're eating slower yeah. now now and let's not talk about the youtube rabbit hole <laughs> don't do that <laughs> that's hey would you like to watch this yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> how'd you know <laughs> like youtube how did you know i wanted to watch know? this yeah what do you mean? How'd I know? <laughs> but yeah. So I think that when you can do that and, and like I was telling Mo, like we have enough time, but you just kind of got it. You got to find out where you have some flexibility and then attack it then. And we were talking about building up, like getting multiple shows. Cause mm-hmm. you know, we, it's interesting stat. He just sent us me and Jenna a podcast to listen to. Did you listen to it? What one? <laughs> <laughs> On the, uh, in the group. On Facebook. But that's a no. <laughs> but anyways. It's this, it, the School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. He's kind of like a podcasting uh, guru. And, uh, I would say I, almost a coach, too. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. If there's yeah. such a thing. If there, yeah, if there is such a thing. And a consultant, I guess we could say. Mm-hmm. And um, I was listening to it the other day, and I was like, you know, Bro would probably get some good information out of this. So I shot it to him. He mm-hmm. listened to it, I think, yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. 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 What I thought was crazy is, like, it was a um, – was it fifteen minute to one? For, oh, I'm sorry, oh, I'm the sorry. four to one. As four, far as four to one, mm-hmm. four to one ratio. So, for if He's you a, ha- if you have if you have a fifteen minute podcast, mm-hmm. it's going to take you an hour mm-hmm. to um, edit it. Mm-hmm. Well, we have an hour show, mm-hmm. so it, now he is at almost four three to four hours yeah, in editing. Show. Yeah, and not saying it's always the case, but I know it's a it's very extensive. So for Mo to get like. He's sitting on two or three episodes, and he has a life, <laughs> right? Yeah, guys, I, I do I do have a life. And we're not, you know, making it rain yet, doing not yet. this. Uh, but to try to find time to get that done, and you don't want to feel pressure, mm-hmm. right? We, me and him, we're talking. We, did, we don't, uh, we, when we started this, we don't feel pressure to get it done, to, mm-hmm. to work, make it feel like a chore, don't want to make it feel like a job. Task, uh, we right? want a task. We want to be fun. And as long, and he actually just even, we always, I ask him and he'll ask me like, you still have fun. And like, absolutely. Hands down. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think as long as we keep focused, that will never end. Mm-hmm. And it's about making sure we don't get pressure of like, I got 82 things to do. Honestly, I have right now, I could be doing a ton of other things, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah, we all three of us yeah. could. And even you guys listening right now. Could you be doing something different? Are you, having, are you okay over there? Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> but you know we're having fun, and it just you got to try to find that that balance that mm-hmm. we're talking about yeah. of happiness, and then still getting things done, mm-hmm. and not getting run down on either one. So, Jenna, like, what are some things that you like from the aspect of you said you said try and prioritize things. 
Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I'm a really big creature of habit. So once I create this routine, like I pretty much stick with it. I don't try to veer off because then I feel like I'm going crazy. Like your RX bars. Yeah. What what, <laughs> sure. what did it? Why did you decide, or how did you determine that that was what you needed to do? I don't. I think just finding what's important to you. I mean, if you want to be successful in something, then you have to put the work in. So. Mm-hmm. I guess it just depends how long it takes. Like, when I come in here, like, I'll start working on photography stuff. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I would always start mobilizing, getting ready. But honestly, like, each of those in itself is, a, like, a full-time job. But it doesn't just stop there. Then I go home, and then I edit till, like, 2 or 3 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Because that's when I find time, and that's when that's what works for, best for me. So that's the routine I've created for myself. And then somewhere in there, you have to eat, yeah, and, and prep food. And I mean, honestly, stuff. I have a pretty flexible schedule. I'm lucky in that. So yeah. like things like that, <laughs> I guess that isn't minor, but I normally don't have like a huge routine. I guess. Well, don't undersell this too. Yeah. And, you know, not everybody can be a business owner, and she's she's is this your. Second, I'm going on my second year full like time. Like full time. And uh, it, honestly, starting out, <laughs> the first couple of years are like even more rough. Like financially, you start getting like, man, I should be making more money. And then like you do a little bit better the next year. And like, well, I still should be making more mm-hmm. money. Like, so you find that balance and that kind of a, a stressor. And then, you know, just because she has more flexibility doesn't mean she has more flexibility. Yeah, can she make her food or mm-hmm. have time to do that? Yeah, but most people who are working nine to five, they're not staying up till two a.m. No, getting things done yeah. right. So she she could choose to do that during the day, but most likely, like me, I do better in the evening. Mm-hmm. I have zero distractions, and I get so much. I get much higher quality work done in the evening than I do during the day typically. And I'd argue your second year, you were probably far more efficient than your first year, right? Yeah, I would say I. The first year, I feel like it's, like, coming up with things to do. Like, what what am I supposed to be doing? That's why I kept asking myself all the time. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something, but I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like that was a lot at first, but I have, like, a lot of people that um, have, like, I don't know. I guess they've influenced me, so I kind of follow a little bit in their path. Mm-hmm. But then myself, just like you, your profession is customer-dependent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Without any customers, you don't have any work to do. Right. And then like how many for every lead, how many jobs would you say yield from that? I don't know. It's it's honestly really hard because I meet a lot of different people. I'm Mm -hmm. an outgoing person. So I talk to a lot of people, especially like at weddings and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I'll meet people and it'll be like senior pictures, like just random things or just out of conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have like an exact number, but. A lot of people, especially, like, just from the gym, most people are, like, friends of a friend. It's hardly ever somebody random unless they've Googled me. But, but it's not, well, it's safe to say it's not a one-to-one ratio for every no, person no, you no. talk to. No. You get a job. No. That'd be sweet. But you do have to <laughs> yeah, be, it would be sweet. You have to be on all the time, <laughs> yeah. like, when you are doing that because mm. that's business. Like. Yeah. And the same thing for me with my real job. You know, if if the customers aren't there, I don't have any work. Yeah. But then vice versa, like, there's a lot of work that goes on between myself and my customers. So I send them documents back and we push them back and forth. And, you know, I'd try my best to fire them back, you know, mm-hmm. high quality product. And then I shoot it back to them and I don't hear anything for like three weeks. Yeah. I'm the same way. So I'm <laughs> like, like, you're hustling I'm like, fast. Oh, what? 
come on. Not everybody moves at that speed. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I, I want to get this done for you. You know, you say you want this project done by August. We got to hit all this stuff by February. I'm like, come on. But I don't know what they have going on. And that's one of the challenges I'm having now is like understanding that. You never understand it, man. You <laughs> that, never. That, you know, from a me being uh, a customer to, you know, or me providing customer service to them, like I want to get things back as fast as possible in the highest quality. And I always feel like I get ghosted. I'm like, yeah. Okay, I just responded super fast mm. to you. Like, where are you at? You know what really pisses like, me off? What? Is uh, on Messenger, when you see their little freaking yeah, bubble, they already, they already seen it. it. You're like, it's been Oh, when they read the message, yeah. Like, you know they've seen it. Because yeah. I, I was like, I see your bubble, bro. No, and then my customers, I send them read receipts on the email. So I'm uh, like, okay, dude, you read uh, it. Uh, yeah, well, it's it'll show me. Weeks. It says email viewed. I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, they'll be like, I didn't get it. I'm like, yeah, bitch, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. Check out my screenshot, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's see your little eyeball pop up. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I yeah, that annoys me. And I I tell you, I I'll, I'll, I'll always struggle with this. Like, I'm high tempo, high speed. Like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Like, I don't have time for, you know, I don't. I say I don't have time, in meaning like I streamline stuff. Like, if I file out all this other little stuff. To creep into my day, mm-hmm. like talking about stuff I don't need to talk about mm-hmm. because I got to get other, then I wouldn't get anything done, mm-hmm. like, or I'd get minimal done. So my streamlines come, I, I'm very short, concise, to the point. You're efficient in your efficient communication. My communication. <laughs> and it's not because I'm being an asshole. It's because, like, look, you man, only have so many hours in the day. But if I, I, not that I don't want to talk to you, but like, if I can solve it in two seconds and it's legitimate and I, it's, it's, it's actually solved. I'm not just blowing Actionable. you off. Yeah. I'm not blowing you off. That's just how I need to operate. And when you find people who don't, like you said, like you're waiting three weeks, mm-hmm. I hate that. Like, And I guarantee you what's going to happen is like, I'm going to check my inbox tomorrow. And he's like, oh, hey, can you turn this back to me tomorrow? <laughs> y- yes. Yeah, and then you I'm, have to say you know, yes because you're the boss. Yeah, yeah, well, I have to say yes because I'm providing the yeah, customer service, right. and it's just like, yeah. But <sighs> you know, it's hard for like, you know, I did a competition with one uh, with a, a another gym one time, and it was the absolute worst experience of my life. It really was. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, made like twelve G's, mm-hmm. but uh, it just wasn't. I'll never do it again. Just the experience in itself. I can't say I'll never do it again. But it'd be very it 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 made you apprehensive to, very to do apprehensive. it again. Okay, because I had been asked and had been asked since that point, and I'm like, no, I, like I appreciate, I'll help you out as much as I can. Mm-hmm. But I and and then that's where it's like it's when you it's, get someone who moves slow, and then you want to you gotta get. It's almost we talk about having two owners. Like mm-hmm. one owner is like yeah. ready to go, the other owner is like tying their shoe. Yeah, and then even like with this show, like we but we all three take ownership of it, and we all are very we move at a certain pace, but then because we move at such a fast pace, when one of us slips like, like half a length back, we're like, Hey fucker, come on. <laughs> but it's just, it's how we operate and we continue to push ourselves. And that's why we try and make this show what it is because we're driven to make this the best thing possible. We were, we're both want to reach that direction where if you and I were completely different, I'm like, Hey dude, uh, like let's record today at four o'clock. And I show up at like eight, <laughs> you know, Oh, sorry, dude. You know, I got busy. I, I took a nap. I mean, I, I went beer shopping. That's pretty extreme. Like, but, but you, know, you get yeah, what I'm saying. No, yeah. but if it was me and you, I'd be like, oh, that's whatever, man. You get, what kind of beer did you get? Like, <laughs> did you bring it? No. Okay. Well, now I'm pissed. Yeah, so, like, exactly. If you'd have brought the beer and you're yeah. like, I spent four hours, like, 
I understand, man, because I spent Bro, four hours. I don't even hate no. you. Yeah. Like, where'd you go? Like, <laughs> what'd you I, see? I went to Kentucky. <laughs> what? Let's go. Why didn't you call me out to cancel classes? Like, no, like. But I, I can see when you're working on a project and they don't, the, the level of execution isn't what you mm-hmm. are expecting and what you're used to. It can be painful. Plus, I had, I've done so many other events and this was their first. And it's just like. I know the answers like this was, it was like, it'd be cool to do one together because you've ran multiple before. I mean, I have experience, like mm-hmm. I have done well with this. And then when it comes time for you to have your experience, they're like, well, wait, <laughs> like, didn't you want to do this? Cause I already knew that. Like, I, here's your answer. It's done. Like uh-huh. next question. Like we have other things to get done. Mm-hmm. And, and just sure enough, like I just, it just came to head. I'm I'm about to just like like F it, but you know, I don't give up on anything. Mm. And so like here, I'm you still, got, you still gotta finish. I'm handling this. Y'all do this. And of course, whatever they handled was messed up. It was so <laughs> messed up. Like like t shirts. Imagine doing check in, right? And all the shirts are still in a box. Like you're going up to register and they gotta go through all the shirts for your team, mm-hmm. find your shirts, and then all the different sizes and everything. Yeah, yeah. where I had brought the stuff the night before. I brought ziploc baggies, name tags with the teams on them. And what heat they were in. Mm. All you had to do was pull them, put them in, put that on, and you'd hand it to them. Mm. But instead, they don't do that. And then next thing, we have messed up shirts. And if you're throwing a competition and you think t-shirts are an easy task. No. Don't. 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 Don't lie to yourself. If you don't. We do them three days ahead. As soon as the t-shirts are ready, get them ready. Yep. We do them three days ahead because of that. Because because doing that stuff day of. Mm. Because I've been to comps before where they're doing that. And it's kind of frustrating. Or printing score sheets, like our score sheets are like all of our stuff is done like Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Like our competition Saturday, everything is done Wednesday. Only thing that's not done is setting the floor up, and then that's why it's everything's done Wednesday because we ain't got time to do yeah, on Friday everything or on Saturday morning. Friday, yeah. you know, Friday five five thirty, that tear down starts. Down. Yeah, yeah, you're setting it's up done. the floor. Yep. yep. And actually, in the actually the last couple, I've been canceling um all classes. Mm-hmm. And that's actually helped. And our members are cool because they know. They understand. But they're going to be here anyway. They're going to be here. And it's a huge, a huge revenue stream for our yeah. gym. And it's, it's, one, it's three times a year. And I'd argue that your athletes probably enjoy. Uh, a day a, off. A day off. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> but I mean, but like I said, you know, your people are involved in it anyway. Yeah. And I think they understand the value because they've helped you before when you were running classes during the day. Mm-hmm. And now that you're not running them during the day and they're, they're not running around with their hair on fire. Yeah. Trying to get to the football game, you know, on Friday night, you know, before everything kicks off, you know, it's probably a little bit of relief for them as and well. And this is what we talk, this really actually goes into all this. So before we start prepping on Friday, mm-hmm. so Thursday we'd do the shirts, but Friday would be like everything. We'd still have morning class mm-hmm. and then whatever. Well now, since we've taken like, man, this is just like, we're doing so much. Like, so Thursday when mm-hmm. we don't have class on Friday, Thursday, everything starts. So Thursday after the 5.30 p.m. class, people stay here, mm-hmm. and we get rid of all the equipment we don't, we're not going to use, mm-hmm. and it all goes in a trailer. So I have 15, 20 people, 30 people sometimes helping me. You're talking about a job that would take an hour for a handful of people. We're getting done in about 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then I can actually sweep, mop, prep, all that tape stuff, yep. and then I can tape the next day. But sweep and mop, now I just got to walk in, have some things I do during the, during the day. And then everything goes smoothly. And I learned that by, we, I had the same amount of time mm-hmm. in an event week, right? 
same amount of time, but we talk about streamlining it. So that's what it did for me. I took and, and moved some things. Now it's such a smooth, more smooth process mm-hmm. that now I'm not, I'm not really freaking out. Like mm-hmm. it's taken a lot of pressure off me. So honestly, I don't even, my biggest concerns are like, <coughs> man, is it, I is really going to rain, but yeah, like, yeah. you know, cause I have every contingency, like in my opinion, kind of accounted for. Yeah. And just, you know, when you're talking about those long-term projects, you know, people say, oh, I have the stress of all this project. Well, just work your way backwards, you know? Yep. You know when the projects do, mm-hmm. you know, spread that out. You know, peanut butter spread it so it's evenly so you don't mm, wind butter. up, yeah, feeling uh, overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And so that way you start don't start getting stressed out. Yeah, definitely. I think that's great because that's another thing I started doing for events is on Monday, I have Friday where a whiteboard is. That's a to-do list. Mm-hmm. And I start adding to that. Like on Monday, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm adding things to it that I'm thinking of, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I see it every single day. And then other things, some small things I can get done mm-hmm. or to porta potties, things like that. I can st- actually start crossing that stuff off. Mm-hmm. And that actually, when I get some free time through the week, now I can focus on some of the small tasks. I think one of the things that we can identify that will help you find balance is to come up with some sort of routine like, mm-hmm. you, like you're talking about, um, especially if you've had experience with something that's coming up, like you said with the competitions, um, working backwards, like taking the feedback and the lessons learned from any previous opportunity that you've had. You know, from your first competition to what you're probably in the well into the double digits, right? Oh yeah, by now. Mm-hmm. And Jenna, you know, you're talking about how you're a creature of habit, but it took you, it took something for you to happen to you in order to create those habits, right? And you know, but actually, not only creating those habits, but creating a system for your checklist. So, like, you know, I, 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 you use some sort of like book or planner or notes or whatever. Yeah, I'm a really big paper person, mm-hmm. so I write everything down. And, uh, <laughs> As this bro, if you yeah, reflect like, on our programming episode, those are all real programming notebooks. Like, instead of doing, like, for tax stuff, instead of, like, putting it in the computer, wow, I feel really old saying this, but I was just getting pissed at it, so I literally wrote down everything for my mileage. <laughs> oh, no, I, I did the same thing. I like, have a notebook. Uh, that I keep all my stuff in yeah. uh, for my DJ business stuff because it's just easier that way. Yeah. But you know, yeah, analog, I'm a you know, Just like you writing out stuff in a notebook. Yeah. I, I for, I, maybe it's, uh, let's do some, maybe you can look this up. I don't know. But the, be interesting to see if that triggers some sort of part of the brain. The physical. Like rep- seeing it. Like, cause I know if I, um, like programming the wads for, our uh, bloody Valentine coming up. When I program watch for events, I do much better on a large piece of notebook paper, like mm-hmm. um, computer paper, wh- rather than my programming notebook. I okay. don't know, maybe because it's where I started, but it's like I can see more, mm-hmm. like so I can create something up, like an idea up here, and then like uh, I don't know, keep that mother effort right there. And I'll go down to another corner and I'll start like hammering some stuff out and I'll have like five or six sheets mm-hmm. and I'll kind of go back forward, back and forth. And then it all just starts coming together. Like, okay, wad three, this is going to be wad three. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get them all written out and I'm like, ah, I don't know. I'm going to switch these. And then, then I can just, and then it's done. Mm-hmm. And I have five or six pieces of notebook paper that it's all done on. Um, but it helps me tremendously. And I think one thing that we talked about before the other day was <clears throat> having a direction when you have that end goal it sometimes helps you steer towards um, a path to success yeah. versus just saying, you know, I want to, ha- I want to throw a comp. 
but people do it, Mo. You know, they're like, you can make how much? Yeah. Well, I'm just going to have a competition. Yeah. I don't care about the date. Actually, I just seen it. It just happened. They just throw a date out there, and I just going to stick. Like, mm. But you have no information on that. Nothing pisses me off more than a save the date competition. Mm. I hate that. Save the date. Give me some information. Like, mm. now you want my money, but you want me to save the date. But for what? Because you're holding an event. Well, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't. Don't throw something from six the, months. From the customer aspect of it, like, why am I going to invest money in something when you just have a calendar date? Like, what is it? Is it a individual how many people, comp? Yeah. How, you know, how many is on the team? Indoor, Same outdoor? Set, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but you stuff's have, cheaper like that. Like, I'll just say, like, for photography, because I get really annoyed, too, when people are like that. Like, just because they have a camera, they think, like... They're a photographer. Yeah, and then they try just to get a buck off of somebody. So, like, they'll give them this terrible quality picture, but people will pay for it they because don't it's know. only, like, $50 or something for and, a session. And in my space, in the DJ space, it's the same way. Oh, I'll do your wedding for 100 bucks. Yeah. Okay, well, you're going to get a $100 wedding DJ. You know, that's, there's no two ways about it. And you're also going to be doing the cha-cha slide the entire time. Yeah, for, for five <laughs> hours straight. Yeah, and I'm sure just like or with you, Pandora, yeah, <laughs> yeah, with ads, yeah, yeah with right, ads. with ads, yeah. 150 <laughs> no ads. You, you laugh, dude. I've seen people use YouTube uh, to, oh, to DJ God. with, and like the ads scroll across. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me, man. Yeah, I and, just, like, and, and I don't think I've ever shared this, but that's the reason why I got into wedding DJing is because a buddy of mine had a wedding and his DJ was awful, and I was like, I, no friend of mine <laughs> will ever have a DJ this horrible. And it started off like I did one for a friend. I did one for another friend, and then people start saying, "Well, hey, Mo does de- Mo does weddings," and that's kind of how I got into that. But that's the whole. It was like I was like on a crusade to save weddings from shitty DJs because it, it just <laughs> like be you your know, slogan <laughs> saving weddings from shitty, shitty DJs. DJs. But just like you, like you saw people that had they took like a disposable camera, took some pictures, and here's Bobby Senior pictures, and they're all grainy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna not touched say up like or anything. when yeah. you're first starting at anything, you're not gonna be amazing at it. But it's just the point. Like, I feel like people, it's just like that with anything, I feel like. So. Well, a lot of times, if, you, if I look back being a trainer, you know, I made some mistakes, but they didn't know the mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or programming. They didn't know the mistakes I made. I did. They mm-hmm. didn't. Same with pictures. You know, yeah, you're getting it for a fraction. And they definitely don't, mm-hmm. you know, they, they may not get, they're pretty bland. They're not out. Like, like I told Jen about her photography is just definitely different mm. as far as well. She uses all natural light. That's one natural thing, light, yeah. but it's not the posing. It's more like natural. It's Behavior, natural, yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of cool and definitely different in the area. But but I think when you care about what it, the product yeah, that you're delivering, that's what it, it comes makes down it different. To. Because Start I remember thinking I, about the monetary side yeah. compared to the actual um, passion in the relationship I feel that like you're you'll building. never grow yeah. in anything like that. Though. Yeah. If it, you're looking at that angle. And I think it goes back to what we were talking about in the previous episode where we're talking about the programming as far as going from .com to regular, mm-hmm. like people who don't want to challenge their members, like a comment was made. Uh, well, why do uh 40 year old soccer moms need to know how to handstand walk? And I said, well, why don't they need to handstand walk? Like mm-hmm. if they want to do it, it's just another challenge. Yeah. Do I say you do it? You for- can you can still scale down yes, options, but that's the you, thing. Is like, but you can't. It's a little hard to like. Oh, we're not. You know. Well, you can do handstand walks, so you can do handstand walks, but everybody else is going to do. Yeah, pause. you know what I mean. I, I think you when you start limiting people's potential is you're doing a you're doing more damage than good. Like, think you're, about you're not that. maximizing their hell no like potential, but they don't. Once again, they don't know. Mm-hmm. Right, they don't know, and mm-hmm. you put you know 
someone does pictures, they choose someone over Jenna, and they see, oh, it's just great pictures, but they have no idea that they're missing out on even like greater things. Mm. So I think when you put all this time and effort into it and you're trying to prioritize and you're trying to do this and do that and do this and do that, when it doesn't go the way you expect, it sucks. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's just part of the, that's part of the yeah. game. And that goes back in that, that last piece that she talks about is the harmony piece. Like how do you get, you know, satisfaction or joy when you feel like you have all these chainsaws that you're constantly mm-hmm. juggling? You know, it's the little things like the message from Rick. I write, you know, yep. like when I'm, when I'm up here having my meltdown with you the other day and then um, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I've seen, but, I've seen much worse from our counterpart to my left, but, but then a message from Rick pops up and I'm like, Oh shit. That's, that's really cool. That makes me feel better about what we're investing, you know, here. Yeah. And I've, I've, <clears throat> I've expressed this in the past where, um, I don't expect anything in return for what I do for the gym. Mm-hmm. But when you do get those messages, it's like, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Like, it just gives you another, like, a, a shot in the arm and, like, oh, my God, I'm tired. I don't really want to do this. And you're, like, you get sometimes you just get that message right at the right time. And it's, like, so like you did. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what I mean? And you, and it's, like, ah, you're a bitch. And, like, and, then, and then even, like, with you, Jenna, when you see families posting your pictures, you're, like, damn. Yeah. You know, the, they, they, they thought enough of what I did to post that image. You know, that's, that's and that's going to be part of that person's, you know, photo book for their life i know it's weird for me like still even after doing this for this long it's just weird because i had uh actually eric our pt and friend um his wife hung like nine pictures that i did in their new house and that just made me feel so good when she sent it to me Mm because i was like they're literally gonna have those for the rest of their life and it just makes me feel good so and it's one moment yeah it's pretty cool yeah Bro. One snapshot. No, let's not get that shit. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah, I think I think what you can latch on to is don't, and this is what I've always done, don't look at what who defines your success, define your own. And that means do just you do you mm-hmm. and whatever makes you happy in that business or whatever you're trying to achieve. Don't worry about anybody else's opinion mm-hmm. on that because then it'll sway you from feeling how you really should feel like. Some people get in CrossFit when they start gym, they get, start, we talked about, they start getting some money flow. They start like carrying a little bit less. And the focus they, changes. Focus changes to like, how can I get more people in? How can I rotate them through? How mm-hmm. can I make training courses shorter? Cause I want to do more time for me. I want to work out more. I need to do this. And, and then they're, they're to, so their sole focus changes to like the mon- stop hustling. They stop yeah. hustling and they stop. <clears throat> they're so focused on the monetary side that in the end they get less members bec- and then that affects the thing that they were really focused on, which is the money, mm-hmm. but they can't go back because everybody knows what they're all about now. Or, and even if you try <laughs> to go back, people have already branded you a certain way. Yeah. You know, because the word of mouth, I mean, that type of advertisement mm-hmm. spreads faster than anything. So I think, yeah, your, your, my personal satisfactions, um, as a owner is, um, we got a pretty, uh, we got a pretty cool book for our Christmas gift. Uh, every year, Jim gets his a Christmas gift, and um, Jenna, I don't know how many, 20, 30 people, I don't know how many people, it doesn't matter. There's a picture of them, and they uh, wrote uh, and typed out what our gym means to them. Mm. That right there, that's that stuff that just hits, hits home and like. That, that's all, the payback for staying up till 2 in the morning. Yeah, all the, the hustle just yeah. like kicks you right in the 
nuts, man. Like you just, it just brings you down. Cause it's, it's so positive that, but it's like, it's almost like you, everything's flashes in front of like, Holy crap. I remember that. And mm-hmm. I remember the first day and I remember that experience. And, rem- but to hear things, um, sort of like the, um, little snippets you did of when you thought we recorded four thirty. Yeah. <laughs> of our members. I get to hear, I got to hear a side of our members. I never, ever, ever would have heard as far as kind of, you know, the questions you're asking. Mm-hmm. And it just meant a lot to me. And that's the stuff that means the most. So my satisfaction is through other people's satisfaction of being mm-hmm. happy. That's where I get it. So if they're happy, you measure your success by the success of people around you. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Our members growing, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, have a lot more confidence. Uh, the individuals seeing their success mm-hmm. and their hard work pay off. And, you know, that's, that's how I do it. And when I latch onto that, no one else's opinion, nothing else matters to me. Giving you that harmony, that inner balance, because that's what you've worked so hard for. Yeah. Not, not, not that that's, you're like when you're interviewing uh, potential athletes in the beginning when they want to become members of your gym, like, okay, now in two and a half years, I need you to send me a Christmas message saying how awesome I am. Right. <laughs> you know, and the same thing for Jen and I and like the other aspects of our lives. Like I don't go there and say, Hey, you know, I need you to write me a five-star review at the end, you know, when you're all done. But when I get, you know, like I've like recently I got a random email like, Hey, just want to see how you're doing. We went to a friend's wedding and the DJ was horrible. We're so glad we went with you because you did so much for us and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, I really wish you were down here in Texas. So that way other people could, use your services. And I was, and that's the, that's the harmony. You know, that's you tell me you fly. <laughs> I've been there for a competition. I'll go for a wedding. You better yeah, true, believe true. it. <laughs> but helping me, uh, that helps balance out all those times when I'm stressed out and I'm questioning. Or like know. the DJ you did for the high, uh, high school football games. Yeah. Yeah. Talked about that way back in the day, like yeah. what that meant to you. Yeah. Um, someone, you know, what to the, some kid 20 years from now is yeah. going to hear, you know, a song that I played, like, oh, I remember I scored a touchdown at homecoming. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't think about that, but. Yeah, or yeah. Jenna's pictures, they just hung up. Eric and, and his wife hung up yeah. in the house. Like, they'll have those forever. And, and then, their kids are going to see those, and their grandkids are going to see those. And that's. Like, why is this picture blurry? Wow. <laughs> are you? <laughs> no, no but by that time, is like, why are, how come these pictures aren't moving? Yeah, why are they not? Yeah. <laughs> why are they not right. 3D? Yeah. <laughs> um, this week's call to action. Tag us in a photo on Instagram with you and your favorite adult beverage and where you're enjoying it, whether it be by the beach, if you're... Don't do that. Oh, yeah. I'll hate you. Because uh, it's snowing. Oh, what the... Yeah, especially people like Pam and Brian out there in San Diego, you know, where it's, I'm sure, a, a chilly 76 degrees or so. Yeah. Don't forget, put your pinkies out, though. <laughs> pinkies out, bitches. <laughs> um, that'd be our next shirt, dude. We'll be holding uh, some uh, monastery, monastery beer with our pinkies, a little uh, stickier pinky out. <laughs> All right. That brings this week's episode to a close. I'm Mo and I'm out. See you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the One More Rep Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at One More Rep Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. Welcome to Fisher and Friends with Mo and Bro. See? Look how that sounds. That's fucking ridiculous. I quit. (laughs) See ya. Um, but uh that's Jen the crackhead.
<laughs> what was um, the dude off the uh, Howard Stern crack crack crackhead Bob or <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, look it up. Google that. There was a character. Yes, that's it. Yeah, he was always. I lived in Japan when Stern was in his heyday, so I, I never got to. Experience yeah, there was always like a caller, like a crackhead something, but she'll find it. But um, yeah. I, what is it? Crackhead Bob. He died at fifty six. What did he die of? <laughs> <laughs> so Jenna's crackhead Bob. And, anyways, so um, and then when it. So the next part was just us talking about like us and our situations and then talking about how we balance shit um, <laughs> or how we don't. <laughs> and then that's kind of what I was going like, to, what, what I was going to bring up to it, you know, I'm sitting here like, <sighs> <laughs> but then even like when we try and do things to have balance, we still manage to f- up. Cause like when I had to talk to you the other day, cause I was stressed, you know, but I needed to. I needed to talk to someone to to tell me to calm down. Is that is that why you came at four <laughs> thirty? Maybe and maybe so that's why I showed up at four thirty is because I just needed to talk to someone who would just like tell me I'm it's going to be okay and hand me a lollipop and, and some Kool Aid. I mean, I'd hand you beer for anything. <laughs> There's nothing this ten percent or won't fix, Mo. <laughs> yeah, here you go, Mo. 